Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said, fight. You can't fight. He said, withstand. You can't withstand. He said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us and our granddaddy did it like that. And let's change it just a little bit. You change it and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome. My name is David Baker and I will be one of the hosts and interviewer for this Fundamental Baptist podcast. Welcome to episode zero. What is episode zero? Uh, Episode zero is a podcast to give you a little background and understanding of what this podcast will be about. We want to do this podcast, we want to strengthen the biblical and doctrinal issues for churches, Christians, and pastors. In the Church of Sardis in Revelation 3, 2, it says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. So many things that we've been taught, what we believe, and what's in the Bible has been attacked, and many Christians have left those doctrines for dead. They're not dead. They're still in the Bible, and some people believe, teach, and live those things. But many Christians, but too many Christians, they are ready to die. We want to take those issues, and like the Apostle Paul said in Acts 17.2, he said, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them, out of the scripture. We want to reason these topics with you from the Bible. Reason means to examine, to discuss by arguments, to debate, to discuss, to persuade by reasoning or argument. We want to rightly divide the word of truth. We want to understand what God is saying in context and know what God wants so we can do what he wants. Like I said, my name is David Baker and I'll be one of your hosts. I was a former paratrooper in the military, 82nd Airborne Division, and been preaching for now over 32 years. So why are you doing this podcast? Two big reasons. After finishing Bible college, I was a youth pastor in Lancaster, California for Pastor Paul Chapel. Then I went back to Bible college to finish my master's degree in education and started a church in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm the pastor of the Family Baptist Church in Columbia, Tennessee, vice president of Independent Baptist Online College. I did not grow up an independent Baptist and had never heard of independent Baptist or fundamental Baptist until I was 21 years old and in the army. I was saved in a Southern Baptist church as a kid. Then we moved to an American Baptist church uh, all through high school. 
when we moved up north, I ended up in an independent Baptist church by accident. God, the devil preached out of me, got called to preach. God used that independent fundamental Baptist church to change my life. That was 32 years ago. So many people that leave these fundamental truths, I see where they're going. And it's what I came out of, and it's not good. So many times people think, oh, they have some new truth or some new doctrine. No, they aren't new, but they're old. They're errors. They're wrong. They've been around for a long time, and other people have had those errors, and now you're just going into them. And people do not realize how much it's going to hurt them, hurt their children, and destroy so many people. I want to help them not to go into what I came out of. Just to give you one idea, they were liberal on alcohol. I got caught drinking and had to go talk to the pastor. And when I came home, uh, my dad said, how'd it go? He made me go talk to the pastor. <laughs> I said, he agrees with me. He doesn't see anything wrong with drinking either. Ooh, boy, what a hurt. The youth directors bought alcohol and brought it to the church and gave it to the teenagers at our youth activity. And it got worse from there. Um, that's the teenage life that I had in the, quote, church. Um, to see where people are going when they get rid of these doctrines is not a good thing. First reason to do this. I thank God for people that are willing to preach truth with conviction and with authority. In this podcast, we'll have one or two, maybe sometimes three guests on at a time to discuss and reason concerning the scriptures about a topic. My co-host is going to be my son-in-law, Brother Tim Peterson. He uh, graduated from Independent Baptist Online College. He is a youth director in our church, and he is married to my oldest daughter. Great guy, 25 years old, and when so many of his friends and people that he knows are going a different direction, he has seen the truths and has stayed faithful to them, and God has blessed him for it. And I look forward to having him on, as you can hear from his perspective as a 25-year-old, why you're still standing with these old fundamental <laughs> doctrines um, that, that are truth and that are right. We'll discuss topics that are important and relevant to our churches, Christians, and to Americans as a whole. We'll discuss the fundamentals, the Baptist distinctives, and the shift of churches to back away from the truths of the Word of God that have caused so many Christians to fall away from the faith, mess up their lives and families. The second reason for doing this is because of the people I've seen hurt go down this path. Let me tell you a story. There was a young preacher who went to Bible college in the fall of 1988. The same semester I started in Bible college, not too far away from where I went. He graduated, got a seminary degree, and went to work for Ed Dobson uh, as an assistant pastor. Ed Dobson got a degree from Bob Jones University and worked with Jerry Falwell back in the 80s before becoming a pastor. The assistant pastor ended up leaving that church and starting his own church and totally went away from the truths of the Bible. He accepts homosexual marriage as good and right. He rejects hell as an eternal place of fiery punishment, rejects Jesus as the only way to heaven, and many other false doctrines. That young man's name is Rob Bell, the author of Love Wins and the former pastor of Marshfield Bible Church. I had someone that went much of the same way, an assistant pastor for nine years, great guy. I met him at 18, sent him to Bible college, performed the wedding for he and his wife, was there for every child in the hospital to pray for them, best assistant pastor at the time, but he changed. Something happened. Proverbs 24, 21 says, My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. We're supposed to grow and change, but when we are given to change and question everything, that is dangerous. 
People say, well, truth can handle scrutiny, and that's true, but it depends on where you're going to get those questions answered. So many times they have searched out a question and come up with the wrong answer and hurt themselves and their family. They think they are recovering from fundamentalism, but they're changing and not in a good way. Are you sure you're recovering from fundamentalism? They went from changing to destruction. Where are you going to end up? Where are your children going to end up? It's amazing how many people are more tolerant of atheists that um, hate God um, and are upset about the preaching they used to hear preach, even though it's from the Bible. Here's what happens. They were taught things. They questioned them. They didn't like them. Uh, There's a part of a rebel in all of us that does not like someone telling us what to do and what we're supposed to. I've heard many podcasts from people that have gone a different direction, and almost all of them start out with how they rebelled against the rules. They didn't like being told what to do. They didn't like the convictions. They didn't like the standards. They didn't like the rules. And now they found an excuse to go that direction. They changed the position on what we believe from the Bible. The position from truth to error starts with how we live or how we want to live. We change the Bible to justify our lifestyle. I was out soul winning, met a uh, young man, and asked him if he knew if he died to go to heaven. He said, I'm an atheist. Okay, so you don't believe the Bible, right? No. So you don't believe the Bible um, at all. But what about what the Bible says about someone who says there's no God? He said, what do you mean? So I quoted what the Bible says, um, that the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable works. I said, the reason why you say there's no God is because there's some things in your life that aren't right. You don't want to admit that. So instead of changing those things, what you do is say there's no God. That way I can do whatever I want. (laughs) I didn't know if he was going to hit me or get mad. And he looked at me and said, you're right. I said, so can I show you from the Bible how to go to heaven? He said, yes, and he got saved. Two weeks later, I met a lady. She said, I'm an atheist. Oh, okay. I told her the story about the young man I met, and she said, you're right. I said, can I show you how to go to heaven? She said, yes, and she trusted Christ. It's amazing. We have who we are, what we are, what we believe, what we want to do, and then we change the Bible to make it fit us. So many times it starts with rebellion and disobedience. We've already made our decision to rebel. Have you reasoned with someone to see the other side that you are missing? I'm not here to bash those people that have changed. I'm here to kindly say, think, consider reason. Your life could very easily be destroyed. Your children's life could very easily be destroyed. And where you stop, nobody knows. My pastor used to say that uh, change is a position. When you start changing, where you end up, nobody knows. And you're not going to like that. When someone says, follow me, we should ask or look to see where they're taking me. The destination should determine the direction. Think about that. The destination should determine the direction. In every place we go, we look at the end, where do we want to end up at, and then back up and see what turns we need to make to get there. Where do you want to end up? You may not like where you're going to end. My assistant pastor started changing things. Um, Last I heard, he's an agnostic. His son is a full-blown atheist, hates God, vehement, vile, cursing, hates God, denies the Bible. Um, his kids are homosexual, bisexual, into drugs, and worse things than that that I won't go into. What happened? Did he want to end up there? Did he think he or his kids would end up there? No, but that's what happens. I hate it. I hurt for him. I still love him. 
I hurt for him. I hurt for his family. I hurt for all the people that followed him that ended up divorced or drinking or doing drugs or life just turned away from God and from serving God. He worked with me for nine years and did what uh, uh, Rod Bell did and went and started another church and pastored that for a couple of years and bounced around a few places. And again, now as an agnostic, no church, no God, and his kids were even worse than that. It doesn't have to be that way. God has richly blessed us, life, ministry, family, kids. How come? Because we say, here's the truth. Here's the word of God. I don't want to change the Bible to fit my lifestyle. I want to change my lifestyle to fit the Bible. So we should more stay with what we've been taught than trying to find some new thing. Romans 16 verse 17 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause strife and divisions, offenses and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Paul was very careful to say, listen, careful of the people who get away from the doctrine that you've learned. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.5, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. We'll talk about that. A lot of people tear up and destroy. Oh, these traditions are horrible. Paul told them to hold the traditions that you've been taught. Colossians chapter 2, uh, it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. You received him this way, walk in him this way. Rooted and built up, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Beware. So many times in people, that's what's happening. Galatians 6, 7 says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Sometimes people are doing well and they got with the wrong crowd or listened to the wrong thing or read the wrong thing. And what happened to them? 2 Timothy 2, 2, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Hey, the things you heard, you teach those things. That's my job. My job is not to create something new or find some new thing. I'm to take the truths of the Word of God that I was taught, and I am to teach those and help other people with those and their life. That's what I'm supposed to do and to work on. And I think we'd be a lot better off if that's what we did and how we handled things. So we want to help you to keep the things that we've been taught that are right and biblical and helpful in our lives. Since the name of this podcast is the Fundamental Baptist Podcast, in the closing of episode zero, I want to talk to you about uh, those two main words. One is fundamental. Fundamental uh, is to many people considered either bad or out of date. Fundamental is an adjective pertaining to the foundation or basis. Okay, fundamental basketball. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. Fundamental football. Absolutely a great thing. Vince Lombardi, a great Green Bay Packers football coach, started every year with the fundamentals by saying, men, this is a football. Okay, I think they probably knew that in the pros by then, but that's how we started off. Uh, so fundamental is an adjective pertaining to the foundation of what? Fundamental basketball, fundamental football. How about this? Fundamental Mormon. Is that a good thing? No, racist and polygamous. That's fundamental Mormonism. How about fundamental Islam? Back to Muhammad um, and either convert or die and uh, marrying nine-year-olds. Fundamental Islam, not a good thing. Fundamental Baptist, is that a good thing? Absolutely. The beginning or the foundation, which goes back to the first church, the Bible, and Jesus. Every Christian should be a fundamental Christian, and every Baptist should be a fundamental Baptist. So that is it as a 
adjective pertaining to the foundation, describing fundamental basketball, football, fundamental Mormon, fundamental Islam, or fundamental Baptist. Fundamental as a noun is a leading or primary principle, a rule, a law, an article, which serves as the groundwork of a system essentially as part of the fundamentals of the Christian faith, as a noun. Most people have known and have heard the five fundamentals. Now, they're not just five fundamentals. There are a lot more. But these were the ones that were written about uh, in the early 1900s to put together. The inerrancy of Scripture, okay? No errors in it. The Bible's true and perfect. Well, we've gotten away from that. The virgin birth of Christ. Uh, many people don't believe that. Um, but he was, Christ was not conceived by man, but by the Holy Spirit. The substitutionary atonement of Christ. Jesus paid what I deserve to pay. Substitution. He paid the hell I deserved. Uh, number four, the bodily resurrection of Christ. Wasn't just in spirit. He bodily resurrected. He was dead buried and rose again. And the reality of the miracles of Christ. Okay, so many times people don't believe the miracles. They want to make it just a, a chance. No, they are true. And so those were, quote, the five fundamentals. There's a lot more we'll get into. That's just getting started. And then fundamental Baptists, they have a Baptist uh, acrostic showing what um, Many Baptists believe that most people don't. Biblical authority. The Bible is our authority in all matters of faith and practice. The autonomy of the local church. It's not to be ruled or governed by a hierarchy anywhere else. It's auto. Uh, you can run it by itself. The independent. Uh, independence of a local church. Uh, the priesthood of the believer. We can go to God directly ourselves as a priest to pray. We don't have to go through Mary or through a pope or through a priest. Uh, we are a priest. Two ordinances, okay? The two ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Those don't save you, but those are two things instituted that the church, uh, uh, that churches um, recognize. Individual soul liberty, okay? With individual soul liberty, it is me, it is my. I'm the one that's going to have to stand before God and give an account of myself. And uh, I am to do what I believe the Bible teaches me to do. God gives us pastors and teachers. We'll talk about that sometimes in the balance of that. Uh, save church membership, okay? To be a member of the church, you're not born into it. You're not baptized as an infant into it. You have to be saved. And then you're added to the church. To officers, Pastors and deacons. Um, in the Bible, God uses the word bishop and elder and pastor for the same office, and then deacons, and then separation of church and state. Uh, we believe the church and state should be separate, that the state should not run the church, and the state should not have a religion meaning they're going to have a state religion like many of the colonies did uh, and persecute the ones that are not. Okay? So again, those things are just getting started. We'll have a lot more topics to help people with. We believe you'll learn things here. We believe you'll be strengthened here. And we believe you'll have some fun here. Uh, typically, people put down fundamentalists by saying they are no fun, they're all damnation, and no mental or no thinking. Okay? We think all three of those stereotypes will not be found here. So welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We look forward to uh, you being around a lot and uh, getting to learn a lot of good things. God bless you, and uh, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in to us. Uh, we would love to be able to help you guys with any questions that you have. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at thefundamentalbaptistpodcast at gmail.com.